you are now listening to The Vocalizers. Shivers Anthology presents The Kidney Heist, Part 1. The podcast you are about to hear is a horror-themed program and may contain graphic depictions of violence, gore, and supernatural themes. Some episodes may contain strong language, sexual content, or other adult themes. If you are easily disturbed or offended by such content, we recommend that you do not continue listening. Listener discretion is strongly advised. I got my kidney stolen. Everyone knows the urban legend. The myth. The crime. The kidney hast. I never would have done something like this willy-nilly. See, I just needed the money. Because I would have done anything to stay in school. But selling my own kidney? Are you kidding me? I just needed help paying for college. But I didn't know they would take my kidney away. And that's not even the full story. At first, we didn't know how or why it happened. We were just... Shocked. Dumbfounded. Outraged. In pain and confused? Like, how could people do something like this? That was my responsibility. It was for me to figure out. Although I didn't have a personal connection with these kids, as a parent of two children, I couldn't even begin to fathom the the thoughts, uh, emotions, or the struggles their parents must have endured. That's why I was determined to go to any lengths necessary until charges were pressed to the fullest extent possible. I have little faith in humanity after this. I just want to be able to dance again. Hello and welcome everyone to the Shivers Anthology podcast. We are truly honored today to have two special guests with us who claim to have firsthand experience with the kidney heist. Additionally, we are very privileged to have Detective Scully, who has dedicated over 20 years to investigating this case, joining us. Ugh, it is truly an astonishing tale. But before we begin, make sure that if you're listening to this, that you like, share, download, and follow this podcast right now. On that note, be very, very sure that you hit the notification bell so that, you know, when the next episode drops, you'll be notified. You can come back here and figure out what happens next. Super simple, super easy, and helps us keep doing what we're doing here. It also helps us so much if you go to your podcast app of choice and just real quick, leave a five-star review and like our Facebook page. Now, where shall we start? Uh... First, tell us who are you, where do you come from, and how? How did you end up here with a missing kidney? Well, my name is Peyton Zegler, and I haven't slept in, like, two days. So sorry if I come off as a little discombobulated. I appreciate all of the attention this case is finally getting now. This isn't like some supernatural being like Robert the Doll or the Mothman. Organ thefts are still happening in the streets of New York. And people need to wake up. This has been happening for years. I'm originally from Canberra, Australia. I was studying fine arts at NYU in 1999 when the kidney highest happened to me. 
I was the first in my family to go to college, so I was under a lot of pressure to graduate. The cost of living here is exponentially greater than Oz, and I would be thousands of miles away from home. But I always dreamed of being a dancer. NYU's dance department is internationally acclaimed and has one of the best dance programs in the world. When I got accepted, I couldn't turn it down. I always wanted to study in the United States of America. I had visited New York City before moving there, and I lived in a big city before. So I really didn't expect being caught up in the wrong crowd, but I was wrong. I tried to be smart, careful, and very aware of my surroundings, but nothing could have prepared me for this. Nothing. It was against my will. Hi. My name is Austin Brooks, and I come from a small town near Houston, Baytown, Texas. I love horseback riding, playing video games, and taking care of my two dogs, Movado and Rolex. They're, uh, watch dogs. Now that I'm 46 years old, I've come to realize that seizing the opportunities life presents is essential. When I was younger, during the time all of this occurred, I felt like a little lost puppy. I made the decision to move to New York City to pursue engineering at New York University. Transitioning from a small town to a bustling metropolis was a dramatic shift for me. However, it was precisely the change I needed. Having lost both my parents at a young age and being an only child, I never quite had the typical family experience. Moving to New York held the promise of transforming my life. I hoped to meet a partner, forge lifelong friendships, and perhaps someday, build a family of my own. With a scholarship in hand, although it didn't cover all expenses, it provided substantial support. And I found the college experience to be like a whiteboard. Truly remarkable. Everything seemed to be going well until my third year. I began facing challenges with my finances. My grades started to suffer. I turned to smoking pot, playing video games as a means to cope. It's safe to say that I was barely managing to get through each day. However, despite the difficulties, I remained determined. Then, an invitation came my way. A chance to compete for a scholarship. Winning became crucial as my future hinged on it. I believed that everything would eventually fall into place. But little did I know what awaited me next. And I'm Detective Scully, the investigator assigned to the Kidney Heist case that occurred in the late 90s. Despite the limited evidence, it was a crime scene that felt eerily familiar to me. I have spent over 30 years dedicated to investigating kidney heists, knowledge I possessed way before Peyton and Austin ever shared their experiences. Unfortunately, the nefarious activity persisted in the years that followed as well. Throughout the past couple of decades, I have relentlessly pursued leads and attempted to uncover the identities of those responsible for this abhorrent crime against Austin and Peyton. However, connecting the dots has often led to dead ends, and the case remains a perplexing enigma that delves into a sinister abyss. Nonetheless, I am determined to present to you today everything that I have gathered and shed light on this case to the best of my abilities. It's crazy to think that this kind of stuff still happens out there, right? It is definitely a plus to have you here today, Detective. 
just to talk about the case. I mean, it really adds an extra layer of credibility. It's my pleasure. Like I said, it's more relevant today than ever. There have been many versions of this urban legend, the kidney heist. And it's one of the most popular urban legends in the last few years because of how real it can be. Because it does happen in real life. The kidney heist. Also known as the Great Kidney Snatch Myth or even the Organ Thieves. Coincidentally, the urban legend started with an email called Travelers Beware. Do you remember the most famous version? The most famous one is when a businessman meets a girl at a bar. Hello. She slips something in his drink, and then he blacks out. Yeah, and and then the next thing he remembers is waking up in that bathtub full of ice and finding a note that says, Call 911, or you will die. He calls the police. The police ask him to get out of the bath and look into the mirror. They ask him, what do you see? It was a large cut, sliced right along the side of his abdomen, just below the ribs. He was still bleeding. When he arrived at the hospital, the doctors examined him and told him his right kidney was gone. It must have been stolen and sold on the black market. Sort of like this story. But this version, our version, is much more detailed, more intricate, more creepy. Yes, it is much much more scary. Tell me, how did it all begin? It all started on the night before Halloween. The day was October 30th, 1999, and I was with my roommate, Brittany, when I was on my Dell desktop. This was before social media, before Facebook and Twitter. We relied on platforms like chat rooms and email. Personally, I was quite fond of instant messaging. Ah, the nostalgia of those AOL days. And the dial-up connection. Now, my internet was slow because of all the um, illegal stuff I used to download. I can't even recall if Wi-Fi was a thing back then. But let's get back to the story. So, one day, I received a message. A good old-fashioned email. And coincidentally, on the very same day, so did I. It was an invitation to attend a masquerade ball. computer. You said you want to go to upcoming and French with me. As if. I just got connected. You've been on that big rig forever. Jeez, give me a break. Don't be so judgy. Well, I'm bored. Hey, bored. Nice to meet you, but I have some homework to do. Mm, why don't you just go to Central Park? Ugh, I tried to play in the fall yesterday, but I missed. I have to find a way to stay in school. Some of us actually have to work for a living. If you actually worked, then you could afford it. That's vogue. Education should be free. It's not like my parents pay for everything. I have to do everything myself. I have to study and I'm falling behind. Chillax. We live in the Big Apple, the center of the universe. So I'm sure that you'll figure it out. There's thousands of opportunities out there. How much do you need to stay in school this semester? Like 4000 I'm thinking about opening up one of those credit cards. I'm thinking about selling one of my body parts. That smells like defeat. I'm desperate, but I'm not that desperate. Ugh, what am I going to do? Oh, I just got an email. Ain't that interesting? Well, now that I'm connected, I can actually read it. What does it say? 
it's an invitation. It says, congratulations, Peyton. You've been cordially invited to attend a spectacular master event to celebrate the work you've accomplished in school this year. It'll be an exclusive soiree with free-flowing champagne, a premium bar, hors d'oeuvres, table-side bottle service, prizes, and a disco ball dance floor. A masquerade party in Manhattan? I hear these parties are epic. Please make sure that you are masked up and wear a modern Columbina mask that covers at least half the face or the Volto that would cover the entire face. If you do not have one, one will be provided for you at the door before entering the ball. Ooh, can I go, please? You know that I'm all about networking. No, it's an exclusive masquerade ball. I would love if you could, but it's by invitation only. I'm sorry, you can't go. Look, it says it right here. Ugh, so, like, I can't go with you? No, I guess not. No plus ones are allowed. Lame. What's so special about that? Wait, I'm still reading. Come on, I could dress up as your spectacular handbag. <laughs> They'll never know. It's a masquerade ball. Don't think I'm part of your costume. Brit. I'm not carrying around a 110-pound handbag. I love you, but not that much. But I'm only 103 pounds. We host some of the most brilliant and eclectic parties of the century. Our attendees are creative geniuses in art, design, music, dance, fashion, businesses, and much more. We will host dances, games, and roll out our red carpet for page seven. Then at midnight... We'll make a toast to two lucky college students because, oh my God, it's a chance to win a scholarship. A scholarship? No way. How much? $10,000. I got the same mail sent to my email address. I was skeptical, but my friend kept on insisting that it would be for my own good. He said that I needed to get out more because I'm such a recluse. The same day, financial aid called me and said that they needed more money to go towards my tuition. I begged them to leave me alone, but they rejected my request. The invite began to seem very tempting. In our world, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So, to say the least, I was excited. Like I said, I needed the money. I didn't come all this way to New York City to be some college dropout. Do you know what'll happen if I drop out of school? I'll have no class. When I moved from a small town to a big city, I really didn't factor the cost of living compared to where I grew up in Texas. Every year I attended university, tuition increased. It was like I couldn't keep up. I needed a break, and this seemed like the break that I needed. Applying and being awarded this scholarship seemed fairly easy. All I had to do was to attend and participate in their masquerade. Well, are you going to go to it, man? You never go out. Always stuck here on your computer. Doing homework. Doing nothing? I needed the room alone tonight with Alexa. I already invited her over. Dude, I'm not sure. I don't really like this city. The subways run through the sewers. Gives me hella bad vibes. I know it may seem scary, but that's because New York never sleeps. It's a whole new world. Take a bite out of the Big Apple, man. Rotten Apple. 
Come on, even just for a couple of hours. Alexa and I are going to Blockbuster and rent a movie. You know what that means, right? <laughs> We're going to be busting more of the blocks tonight. I'm sure you're not going to want to be here to hear it. I don't know. I'm kind of broke and... Nisa Moolah? Yeah, I'm really struggling this semester. I, I got you. Fine, Ugh, I'll go. But just for a few hours. Happy now? Love being your roommate, but I need a little something something. You know what I'm saying? Take the invitation. Just up. Have fun. Fine. Get your groove on, but you owe me. See? I told you so. There was never no need to worry. Everything happens for a reason, and it all works out in the end. Even though I'm upset that I can't go, I'm very happy for you and wish you the best of luck. Thank you. That means a lot to me. This is incredible. You know how much this money would help me out. I might even be able to finish my degree. I could focus solely on dancing. I would be so happy. I know. It would be nice, wouldn't it? Where is it at? First, they want to meet up in the lobby at the Regalia Plaza Hotel. In Soho? Okay, this is sounding really legit. Who's hosting it? Um, I think it's some study group. How do you win scholarship? For dance? You can dance your butt off for 10000 Hmm, it doesn't say. Strange. I guess luck? Hmm, that's weird. Are you sure you really won't do this? Positive. What's the fuss? This is actually going to help me in my life. I'm just saying. You don't know who is hosting it or how you get awarded. That's all. Do you even have a number? No, not that I know of. Are you being overprotective again or something? I can win this thing, you know? Whoa, okay, I know, I know. It's all good. You're a big girl. I'll let it go. Just be safe. That's all I'm saying. Do you not have any faith in me? Hello, I'm Brittany Wydell. And I'm Ethan Mathers. Before the kidney heist in 99, I was rooming with Peyton. I was roommates with Austin. I tried to warn Peyton about the suspicious invite from the beginning, but she can be quite stubborn. It's like she never listens to anyone. Before she went out that night, I happened to read her diary where she mentioned my boundary issues. I don't understand why she would think that. <laughs> I was simply being overprotective, right? I feel guilty because I convinced Austin to go out that night. I wanted some alone time with my ex-girlfriend Alexa. Not the hey Alexa that we know now. <laughs> it didn't exist back then. I asked Peyton to call me, but I never received a call from her. Austin never came back, but when we eventually found them, they were in pretty bad shape. We both feel terrible about what happened, but fortunately, we do have some exciting news. I believe they're going to like it, but we'll let them share their story first. I should have listened to my friend Brittany, but like my dad always says, I'm more hard-headed than a 20-pound hammer. The excitement for such a big scholarship had the adrenaline rushing through my body like it has never done before. I felt the need to get there as fast as I could to scope my competition and to see if I had a good chance of winning. I didn't want to go at all, but I was peer pressured into going because of my horny roommate, Ethan. 
I knew I needed the money, so a little push was all it took. I've been to places like this before to accept scholarships, and usually I would write a speech. But this required none of that. Only myself and a mask. It seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it really does seem like they were preying on desperate victims, you know? People short on cash. How did they email you? It was an alias email, but I I didn't know that at the time. However, it looked really sketchy. Because it was spam. And I'm not talking about the kind that comes in a can. Many of the victims were broke college students. And one thing that connected all of them was this strange email. It was an invitation to win a scholarship, but it was secretly something else. We frantically tried tracing this email's IP address and location, but our abilities were very limited back then. It was encrypted, and all of the sender's information was deleted by the time we got to it. We were always trying to catch up with the technology. We're even still trying to this day. We had many conversations trying to remember all of the details. It took some time, but eventually we could put all the pieces together. That's exactly what I wanted to know in the first 48 hours. Who did they talk to? Where did they go? What do they look like? Well, can you tell us what you do remember about that night? Who were the people behind the invite? The people hiding behind the mask? After receiving that invite, my roommate, Brittany, kept freaking out. I was supposed to go meet up with a girl in the hotel lobby. She told me her name was Jenna Highhouse. I was supposed to go meet up with this dude who I guess sent the email. His name was Spencer Cook. I'm not exactly a social butterfly, so I was dreading the entire experience. I'm so happy. This is like my lucky day. So you're actually going to this thing? Are you sure it's a good idea? Yeah, I really need the money. And since it's Halloween, I figured it's worth a shot. I need to win this scholarship more than ever. Like my masks? I'm just worried, that's all. I promise I'll call you from a payphone. Just in case something goes wrong. Will that ease your concerns? Okay, I guess. I know the crime rate's falling in every borough, but please be safe. I'll call you, don't worry. I promise I won't forget. I changed my mind. I really don't think I should go after all. Boy, you better go and get that scholarship because if you don't go, I'll have to hire a motivational speaker to convince you. Picture this. An angry guy with a deep voice screaming down your neck. You could do it! You don't want that, do you? I don't know. It looks sketchy. You've got to seize a day because your future literally depends on it. What do you got to lose? Oh, fine. I already told you I wasn't enthusiastic about going, but I guess I'll go so you can have your alone time with Alexa. But I I can't promise I'll stay out all night. What's up with the face mask? It's a masquerade. They want everyone to meet up on the lobby first. Don't forget to page me if you won the scholarship or not, bro. You got this. Thanks. I'll beep you if I win. But if I don't beep you, then that means that I lost and that I'm coming home early. Okay, then. You better win. Well, I gotta go. It's getting late. Wish me luck. 
I hailed a taxi as I left my dormitory. The rain poured down heavily, making the streets glisten. The driver navigated through the city, taking me all the way to West Broadway. My commute was quite similar and it wasn't far at all. It was right downtown. However, I found myself running late, so I had to move fast. The atmosphere was engulfed in darkness, with raindrops falling relentlessly. But I was determined not to let anything rain on my prey. My mind was preoccupied. I wasn't in the mood for engaging in small talk. The entire journey, I remained silent, lost in my own thoughts. The traffic was nothing short of chaotic, causing delays and frustration along the way. It seemed like time was slipping away, but I pressed on, determined to reach my destination. It seemed fate had conspired against us both as we arrived slightly late. Unfortunately, our paths did not cross that night. We remained oblivious to each other's presence. Instead, I met Jenna. Sorry I'm late. The traffic was completely unbearable. Ugh, I think if I decided to walk, I would have gotten here faster. No worries at all. It's New York, after all. The ladies are to be expected. So, you are? Peyton, nice to meet you. I see you're already masked up for the occasion. Yes. Why, I find this all quite intriguing, because I just love this theme. I usually black out by the end of the night. Mask still on and everything. <laughs> then I should join in and wear mine too. Marvelous. Well, I haven't introduced to myself. I'm Jenna Highhouse. I'm the one who contacted you via email. What can I get for you today? Oh, I'll take a Bloody Mary, please. I'll be right back with your order. So, this scholarship, is it really legitimate? Yes, of course. It's an opportunity for your educational funding. We came across your information online. Online? So, where exactly is the party taking place? The party will be held here in this hotel. We've rented out a hall downstairs. It's going to be quite remarkable. Especially since the new century is just right around the corner. Uh, what's this? A black card? I'm glad you asked. I happen to be one of the recruiters, and this card holds a secret. I'd be willing to reveal it, but... Oh, I wouldn't want to get you into trouble. I'm not here to cheat. It's okay. It's just a key to gain entry to the party. I'd be more than happy to share it with you if... If what? If you promise me that you won't disclose anything about what happens tonight. I understand you're going through financial difficulties, and this opportunity could provide significant assistance. However, I need your assurance that you'll keep party details confidential. Can you promise me that? I promise. did you manage to find my information? It was listed on a mailing database. Serendipity, you could say. That's strange. I certainly didn't sign up for anything like that. By any chance, is your blood type O positive? I'm not sure. But why do you ask? Is this related to me contemplating a change in my major? Good evening. I'll just have some water, please. Coming right up. We noticed that you applied for financial assistance. So... We perceive great potential within you. 
Our organization possesses a heightened level of understanding, and we believe you would be a perfect fit for our group. You do? We do. Wait, have I already won something? I haven't prepared any speech or made any arrangements. No worries. You won't have to make a speech. Here, open this. What is this? It's a black card. Consider it a key to our event. But you must maintain absolute secrecy. Can you keep a secret, Austin? Yes, of course I can. What will be expected of me? By simply attending the event tonight, you will unquestionably secure one out of eight chance to win a scholarship. I can assure you of that. We're here to assist you. Isn't that remarkable? Um, well, I guess. That would greatly alleviate some of my financial burden. But wait, what exactly is this group you're referring to? We refer to it as the work, or sometimes the fourth call. We have ourselves, friends, family, and then the fourth call. That's us. Don't you want to be one of them? Uh, I'm not sure. I already have a really busy schedule. But I can go there tonight to see how it goes. Perfect. Because I, I mean, you really need this. Your future depends on it. Well, let's not waste any more time. Dinner is going to be succulent tonight, and I'm hungry like a wolf. Are you ready to go in? (sighs) I'm ready. Great. And another thing. Oh, what did I get myself into? You'll have to use a fake name. One that we've appointed for you. Our members of the Fourth Call want full discretion during these masquerades and don't expect full transparency from you either. That wouldn't be fair. So, you are... Is this what this name was? Preston Cook? Uh, isn't that your last name? Yeah. (laughs) Not so original. But hey, we can be brothers tonight, right? I'll be cheering you on the whole way. Um, this is getting weird, man. Why does it rhyme? (laughs) I'm not going to forget this. I just hope this isn't, like, some sort of scam. Absolutely not. It's just part of the game. Why give out your real names, especially if you're not revealing your face? Come on, it's fun. The organizers will be the only ones who know who you really are. But even if you win, you just have to give them your alias. I guess that makes sense. Is this the fourth call's first time doing this? It seems a little unorthodox. No, we award scholarships every year. Let's just hope this won't be the last year. (laughs) (laughs) Is Spencer Cook your real name? No, of course not. I'm sorry, I'm just a little freaked out. Look, I know that there are several rumors floating around about our community, but I've witnessed the work change lives, save people, and we'll support each other until the end of times. We are the fourth call. We are here to help you. Our school is here to support you in your education. If you win, the check will be given to you in your real name. Enough of the hyperboles. Just give me a hint, man. Stop trying to hype me up. Any clues? I really need to win. I'm only here for that scholarship. You'll be playing a game of chance. 
chance? Really? Oh. All my life, I've never been lucky. This sucks. Why can't it be some game that I could actually win? It's called The Grim Wheel of Destiny. The Grim... The Grim Wheel of Destiny? Yes. Like I said, you have a one out of eight chance of winning. The odds are in your favor, man. Come on, Austin. You can do it. It's time for you to defy the odds and show the world what you're made of. The Grim Wheel of Destiny is your chance to shine. What do you say? I don't know, Spencer. It sounds risky. What if I end up losing? Austin. I mean, Preston. I believe in you. This scholarship is meant for someone with your potential. And I have a feeling you're destined to win this tonight. But I've never done something like this before. Take a leap of faith and give it your all. What have you got to lose? I suppose we can give it a shot. Let's do it. Let's get this party started. So, it's safe to say that Jenna and Spencer were up to no good. Now, get this. That strange email has led us to a masquerade ball at the Regalia Plaza Hotel in downtown Manhattan. And guess when it's happening? Halloween! Spooky, right? But, here's the catch. You can only attend if you swear to keep it top secret and change your name. Talk about double-dealing! But hold on, folks, that's not all. This isn't your ordinary scholarship banquet. Nope, not even close. It's more like we stumbled upon a plot straight out of an urban legend. I can't help but wonder, are we about to witness a kidney heist or something even more ominous? Something far darker than anyone could ever imagine. Someone exploited these kids in ways that that would give you nightmares. It's been happening for decades. The tale that everyone knows about the victim's kidneys being sold on the black market, it's only the tip of the iceberg. The public only knows a fraction of the story. Goodness, uh, urban legends often tend to be rooted in real life, and I am really curious to hear about what happens next. Even though I got the shivers just thinking about it. Can you shed light on how you managed to gain access into the ball? Well, it turned out to be quite easy, thanks to it being a masquerade thing. I was undercover as someone who had been invited, but decided to opt out and handed the invitation to the police instead. That was convenient. I assume that Jeff Spacey was the one who turned his invitation over to you? And that Sharon Grimes was the leader of this organization, along with her husband Alfred? That's correct. As I mentioned before, I've been investigating these cases for a while now. And when I started to connect the dots, all the evidence pointed to them. The fourth way, or the fourth call, whatever they're calling it now. I started following this group and attending their events. For some reason, this one in particular was the most difficult to infiltrate. But I would stop at nothing to find a way in. Welcome! Welcome, Mr. Spacey! Over here! Oh, there you are. Enchanté, madame. Madame? Why I'm still far too young to be called that, monsieur. Casquier. Back comes a pied. Oh, I'm sorry. My mistake. N'importe quoi. Mademoiselle, it is. 
So, you received my call? I must say, I'm so delighted to have received this exclusive invite. Thrilled, huh? Alfred said that we had a special guest coming. Anything to support the cause. I've heard intriguing things about the work that you do. You have this uh, je ne sais quoi quality about you. Are you sick? The boy sounds in dire need of some water. Are you parched? Yeah, can we go in? J'ai froid. Allez, allez. Hold on a second. Oh, what's that? I'm ready to take this to the next level. My acquaintances have spoken very highly of you, and they say that you hold the key to the fountain of youth. Already masked up too? Oh, please, let's not dwell on me. I regret that I have some rather unfortunate news to deliver. What is it? Did someone die? No, of course not. Nothing that serious. It's just... It's simply that we've reached full capacity. I'm afraid I won't be able to accommodate any more guests. But I've already paid for my ticket and made a donation. Can't you make an exception? I'm eager to get more involved in this organization. I've attended your conferences and even listened to your CDs. Your ticket and donation will be 100% refundable. I apologize for the inconvenience. This isn't goodbye, just uh, see you later. (laughs) See you next time. It would have been nice to know that before coming here. Goodbye. Persistent, huh? Suspicious, eh? Once again, you were right then. I don't know why I even try. I'm always right, Doofus. I knew that he would show up without a recruiter. That's not how our system works. All donors must have a recruiter. Someone that we already trust within our group with them when they attend these kind of events. He hasn't been properly vetted. He sounded perfectly legit on the phone. He wanted to donate 25 grand. Cheapskate. Probably a narc. You know how those cops operate. If it's too good to be true, it probably is, right? Can't afford to take any risks. Want to know the most shocking thing? What's that, my lady? Right off the bat, he spoke French. Jeff Spacey never spoke a lick of French in his life. He didn't even react when I told him he was being annoying, and I was going to bust his balls. <laughs> I tell you, these morons are the reason I keep an emergency survival kit handy. Y2K? Nah. It's the idiot invasion we should be worried about. I know. Tell me about it. These detectives are like cockroaches. They just keep showing up no matter how many times you swat them away. Uh, let's go inside. It's pouring. Uh, what am I going to do now? I need to get into that party. Something about this organization just doesn't sit right. Oh, man, that is a real kick in the shins. So you didn't get into the ball. Well, I was personally rejected by Sharon at the door. It was a rather embarrassing moment. I'm convinced she did it just to mess with me, knowing I was onto her little game. Talk about a cringeworthy moment. That threw a wrench in your plans. But... After that setback, what was your next move? Throw in the towel? Oh no, not at all. I wasn't about to let Sharon's rejection stop me. I decided to go back undercover as one of the servers, donning a different mask and everything. With the cooperation of Regalia Plaza Hotel, I managed to gain access, and the investigation continued. Thank you 
for listening to the Shivers Anthology podcast. Subscribe and download for more episodes wherever you are listening to this right now. For the sounds of the thriller will leave you with the shivers.